Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantera Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. A hole-in-one, not big. Now it's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, another edition of TD Green here on a Saturday. Back with you on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Brian Colzio along with Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for joining us here as uh, we are closing out our August shows. It is, uh, the summer has gone and went, Kevin Sylvester. Good morning. Yeah, where, you know, where has it gone? Um, some people might say it's been the longest summer of their lives, given uh, what's going on in, in our world and uh, in our country. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're hopefully, well, we're getting back to school in some form or another. It's right around the corner for everybody, and it always sneaks up on us, it seems. Yeah, it's, it's been a long summer for me, uh, but I've enjoyed it. The weather's been great. It's been a great year for golfing. The golf industry has been booming. Uh, so there's a lot of positives for golf to be taken out of that. Kev, you had a pretty cool experience uh, last week watching some players go around the golf course once or twice, huh? Uh, yeah, I almost had uh, – well, first of all, it was – to call 159 is, you know, it's like calling a no-hitter. It's a, it, it's a dream uh, to, to see. I – I witnessed one, uh, Jim Furyk, when he shot 58, all right? Uh, Brian, we got time for me to tell a quick uh, – I never tell quick stories, but a story here. So uh, I think it was 2017 when Furyk shot the 58 at the Travelers Championship. And we got to the golf course. Uh, Tom Wormy um, and Bill Rosinski, we all got to the golf course a little early on that Sunday, final day, prepare. And we walk into the media center, and one of the um, – uh, cameraman from uh, pgatour.com is like, oh my God, Jim Furyk. I go, what? what's happening? He goes, look at the scorecard. And they got the big scorecard in the media center. And I'm like, holy smokes. He's like, yeah, he's going to shoot 59. Again, now Furyk is the only man to do it twice on the PGA Tour. He had a, a 59. Um, gosh, I want to say it's a, it was at the BMW, um, which you're playing this week. And then so he's, so I go out there with a recorder. Um, there's certain time allotments we have with the radio frequency packs. So I'm going to go out there with a quarter while uh, the engineer can get the packs online. So I get him on 14, lips out birdie, 15, pops out of the hole birdie. I get the 16, and they got a pack, and they got it on Bill. And so Bill's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to watch this come in. Buries a bomb on, on 16, like 35 feet, makes a birdie on 17. This guy's going to shoot 58. Right, and then he nearly uh, made a birdie from just off the green at 18. It was awesome. Let's see 58. Um, so I went in the energy that was there. Now there weren't fans when Scotty Scheffler was trying to shoot the 59 at TPC Boston. A course I never would have thought would yield a sub 60 score, but the conditions were were great. The rough wasn't thick. We we uh, I picked up Scotty Scheffler on hole because uh, he played really early. So kind of the same deal. I pick him up on 15, makes birdie at seven-footer. On 16, makes another birdie. Uh, get him on 17. So he needs one birdie on 18, which is a reachable uh, par five. He hit it to the front left of the green. He had 85 feet up a, a green that's got so many uh, nooks and crannies and, and ridges in it. It was not an easy putt. Putted to four and a half feet. 
Well, you could feel, you could feel it in the air. And like I said, there, there were, you know, there, there wasn't a gallery, there weren't stands, but I'm telling you, you get that same feeling like, oh my God, this guy's going to shoot 59. And everybody came out of the woodwork to watch it happen. It was kind of cool um, to see it happen. I mean, the people working, the media, I mean, Brian, media members, the writers came away from the buffet line. I mean, it was everything. Uh, they came out to see this wow. happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how remarkable it was, right? To shoot a, a PGA Tour rookie shooting a 59 in his first PGA Tour playoff event. It was awesome. And it was great to see. And then I got done interviewing him. Uh, I was the first guy I got to talk to him. It was really cool. And then my producer says, hey, grab a, grab a, a, a quick drink whatever, then get out to hole uh, six, Dustin Johnson, or seven, Dustin Johnson, six under through his first four holes. I'm like, what? what <laughs> so I pick up Dustin Johnson at the sixth hole, actually, and, you know, he's 11 under through 11 holes. It will, I mean, it was just incredible. The shot he hit on eight to four feet uh, for birdie. He, he tied the PGA Tour record for most under par through nine holes, nine under par through nine. He was one away uh, from the uh, record score, which is, do you guys know what the record score for a low nine is? I think it's 27. No, it is 26. 26. Any guesses? All right. Any, I mean, you wouldn't guess in a million years who has the record. It's not me. No, not anybody, (laughs) not anybody, not anybody on the tour tour this year, you know, in in this time, he's a PGA tour champions player. Woody Austin. No, but that's good. Corey Pavin. Corey Pavin shot a 26. Uh, it was at the uh, old old Greater Milwaukee Open, the U.S. Bank Championship. Um, several years. He, he was eight under par. It was a par 34. Shot 26. So that's a scoring record. But DJ, uh, you know, as far as number, DJ tied. There's like uh, eight players that have nine under par. That is the record. But then he birdies 10 and 11. You're thinking – what is he going to shoot here? This guy's on fire. Now, 12's a hard hole, made a great par save. 13 feet on 13, missed it. 14, he he had 140 yards left. It's such a difficult drive, and he caught the speed slot down the left side. He, he hit it short. He did not hit a good wedge shot in. Missed the 20-footer. 15 in the rough, made a good par save. 16, hit it a foot too far, stayed on a plateau to putt. 17, 10 feet. Burns the edge. You're like, okay, he's made six straight parts here. He's got 18. It's Dustin Johnson. He can reach it in two. He pulls out driver, and and it just trickles into the cross bunker. Rough, terrible lie, and he made par. He had, you know, he had to play it out. Uh, his shot was 20. He can't really attack the flag, and he had 24 feet and missed it. It was, it was still his best round ever shooting 60, beating the 61 he shot at the Travelers uh, a few months ago when he won there. and But it was it was just funny. People were like, oh, I can't believe he didn't do it. I'm like, the guy shot 60. What? Like, what if, well, if he made seven pars and went 11 under through the next 11 holes, you'd be saying, oh, my God, that was the greatest finish yeah. ever. Um, and he, and he, then he blew away the field. He shot 30 under. That was just an incredible performance by Dustin. Yeah. Incredible. That's the number. That's the number to me that you sit there minus thirty, finishing the week. Not only yeah, the sixty on Friday, but then he sixty four, sixty three, or something like that on the weekend. I mean, just an incredible follow up to that to win by eleven. I mean, Jeff, in any PGA Tour event, no matter how easy or hard or whatever the course setup is, to beat the next competitor by 11, like I instantly thought of Woods at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach in 2000 when he just ran away with it or, the, or you know, when he won the Masters. I mean, this was just this was blowout city. DJ just was rocking it the whole week. Yeah, that's, that's an exceptionally gifted golfer just catching fire for four days. I mean, that's four days. You can see it's so hard to back up a good round with another good round. And four days in a row and to blow away a field like that, that's, that's just stupid. And uh, – Portent of things to come for Dustin Johnson, I think. He's just starting to get into his prime as a golfer. Yeah. So when you think about it, Brian, he won a a couple of things here. He he won by 11 shots, like in in the end, 11 shots. Now, 
part of that was uh, precipitated by he had this tremendous lead. We had a delay at the end. <clears throat> they went out and finished. It was in the dark. Um, and I don't think they would have done that had there hadn't been such a uh, tremendous lead. Um, and also second place was uh, all but locked up too for Harris English. So I, I think that's why they went out and finished that in the, uh, in the dusk uh, of the light. But I mean, what a performance. It was, it was one of the greatest weeks that anybody's ever had. And I talked to Claude Harmon, his coach, who said in the eight years he's coached him, it's the best he's ever seen him play. The best. And he said, if DJ drives a ball like this, there's only two guys right now that I'd say this about. It's Dustin and Roy McIlroy. When their driver's on, they're unbeatable. Yep, I agree. Those, those are the best two drivers of the golf ball when they're on. Kevin, I was listening to the broadcast this week, and they had said to Claude Harmon, had said about that DJ and his brother's on his bag, right? His caddy? Yes. The two of them are really investing in reading the putts. Like, he wants his brother in. They've been talking about that quite a bit. So they, he feels like he's confident standing over the putter. I mean, that could be a piece. I also wonder, D, DJ is so ho-hum, as you know. He just lets no, – nothing gets to him. He doesn't really get excited either. I wonder if the Kepka comments that we've been talking about for the last few weeks in any way had anything to kind of motivate him – whether he admits it or not, I'm going to say I think it had to have at least a little piece in it. Oh, of course it did. Listen, they share the same coach. I mean, you you know it did. Um, and oh, the other thing, when I interviewed him after uh, winning, he was he was really he was really happy. Uh, thrill with the way he played. He uh, he even said he goes I hit a lot of a lot of great iron shots, which uh, you know. Uh, I was really happy about, and even Claude said, he goes, his iron play doesn't get enough credit for it. He's a really good iron player. And, and DJ even said, he goes, I had a lot, a lot of good shots, and I'm not just talking about wedges, like my three iron. I, he hit his three iron on 12 to in, in two consecutive rounds to a foot and four feet. Three iron, like we're talking over 200 yards, and he hits it like a wedge. Um, so he, he knew. Uh, that he was striking the ball incredibly. And as, part of, as, as far as that, uh, the, the greens, they do take their time. He's quick to play from the fairway, has his club already, but while, you know, he's always playing second, he's got his club ready. But he, uh, on the greens, they are borderline meticulous in reading putts, even the six-footers, and it's paying off. And the incredible thing is he's won twice here this summer, Travelers and the uh, – um, Northern Trust did it with two different putters. How about that? That's amazing. Yeah. TD Green here on WGR, presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, Jim Beam at our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. We are talking about Dustin Johnson, his win last week at the Northern Trust, as we talk about the PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different and also by Puma Golf Shoes. I'm Brian Colzio. Thanks for listening. Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Coming up in our second segment, uh, we'll talk about Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Some things going on there. It's been very busy. Pat Phillips, the PGA Pro, going to talk about what you can do to get yourself better, take advantage of what's going on at Woods to Wedges. In our third segment from Oshai Children's Hospital, Andrew Bennett uh, organizing the 100 Holes of Golf event uh, at Craigburn in early September. Uh, we'll have information on that if you want to uh, get a chance to donate and participate in some capacity to that event. That's all coming up here as we roll on on TD Green, but a lot to get to here. Uh, we talked about the Northern Trust. This week's BMW Championship playing a little more difficult, Kevin. Uh, they're down to 70 golfers now. Webb Simpson withdrew, so officially 69 this week. Uh, he'll play next week, but it's going to go from 70 to 30. There's no cut this week, so everybody's going to make it, which means we'll get to see four days of Tiger Woods, and uh, we know that he's got to finish – fourth or better essentially to make it to the top 30 next week, which all golfers for the most part, I'm sure are rooting for in including uh, the TV and radio guys too, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Tiger is Tiger, right? I mean, he, he moves the needle uh, for sure, but he's got a, a big challenge this weekend to win at Olympia Fields, which is a, a difficult golf course. It's played difficult there the first couple of days. 
And, uh, you know, the, the finish top four, that's Jim Herman like, right? Remember Herman a few weeks ago, win him championship. You got to win or finish second. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you've got to do that. So, I mean, it's tough to make, think about that. It is to get down to 70 golfers. It's very difficult to make this weekend at the BMW championship, right? Uh, you go from 125 to 70 and to go from 70 to 30 to be the top 30 golfers on the season. Uh, it's very difficult to do just in the like, world. Yeah. In the well, world. Yeah. And just like in football, you see teams that have a great season, they get knocked out in the playoffs. That's what they've created here. And believe me, everybody wants to win the FedEx cup. They all want to win it. Uh, they get that $50 million annuity, but also because of how difficult it is to win. It's hard to do three straight weeks. You've got to play really well to maintain that lead. And let's not forget um, Dustin Johnson, who has the points lead coming into the week after winning, and he mentioned last week he really wants to win this, right? They're looking at this as like this is this is up there with the majors to win this thing. Um, he really wants to do it, wants to accomplish that in his career. And, you know, if he maintains his points lead, he will enter with a ten-stroke lead. Remember that they they had the stroke. Um, this will be the second year of it where they start, you know, based upon your positioning where you have a lead going into round one. Yeah, next week, they don't use points, they use strokes. We obviously uh, can talk about that a little bit more next week. But, yeah, big some big names didn't make it even into the top 70. Spieth didn't make it. Fowler didn't make it. I mean, these are some bigger names. Um, one guy that didn't make it decided to turn around and play right again, which is a great segue here into our Champions Tour report, brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the official clothes of all of us right here on Tee to Green and that's Phil Mickelson. So, Jeff, he was shut out of the outside of the, uh, of the top 70. So he said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go make my Champions Tour review or debut. And it was earlier this week. It was a Monday through Wednesday event, the Charles Schwab Series at Ozarks National. And speaking of running away with it like DJ did, Mickelson did the same thing. He opens up with a 61, follows it up with a 64-66. He ends up winning – by four in his Champions Tour debut, Jeff. So uh, Mickelson hitting bombs on the Champions Tour. Yeah, that was that was cool to watch. You know, and I kind of like the uh, the early in the week format for that. I thought that was pretty neat for the for the that event. And um, you know, I, I was glad to see him out there on the on the Senior Tour. You know, he is a senior. He, he can he's eligible for that. Um, a, a bunch of guys have gone out and won their first event on the Senior Tour. It seems like, but he. Um, I think every time he plays, he's going to be the hands-down favorite for anything out there. And, and, I, and I'm excited to see him playing out there. It's good to see him playing golf. If he's not in this event, you get to watch more golf. You get to watch Phil play. And, and he's still a dominant golfer and one of the best in the world. Uh, really, really cool to watch. And uh, I want to see him win 15 senior tour events. I think that'd be the best. You know, it was uh, – um, Rich Beam also made his debut. Didn't, didn't go very well. Uh, probably because he was working last week next to me on the fairways. <laughs> he turned 50 <laughs> yeah. Monday, and I'm like, oh, happy birthday. He's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go play. I'm like, yeah, as you should. Uh, you know, it, uh, You know, certainly Phil wanted to continue his PGA Tour season. I think it's cool that he went out and played. I'm sure the other guys didn't think it was cool. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. everybody went down a slot in the pay, yeah. in the pay, pay column there. Yeah. I mean, you, but you think about the, the risk there for Phil was – uh, he goes there, everybody expect, you know, like, hey, he better win, right? I mean, we all expect him to win the event. And he did, um, running away. Uh, but that that could be a shot in the arm for the uh, PGA Tour champions. And, Jeff, I agree. I think uh, as long as we're in this period here without fans playing Monday through Wednesday, uh, you're, you're going to get uh, better media coverage, uh, if you will. But, you know, there are a lot of fans that love going out and seeing those players play. And, um, you know, I just think back to when we had the senior PGA championship at Oak Hill, it was great to be there and the fans loved it. So I, I think once we get back to normal, we'll be back to normal uh, with fans being able to attend and, and on those weekends. It is smart, though. I think right now people are working at home more. People are home more. Just as we have been talking about for weeks now, the golf industry is booming. People want it. And right now, you can't have fans. Do it Monday through Wednesday. Put it on TV. It doesn't have to go opposite of the PGA Tour event, and uh, you're going to get more, 
more eyeballs on it. You know, I was watching it. I thought it was great. So, I mean, Mickelson playing was a, was a big piece of that too, of course. Well, and one part of that too was they, there were two weeks in a row at the same location. So as far as, you know, logistics, yeah, uh, you know, that's a public resort, um, you know, to tie it up, like, okay, we're going to take three days off and our guy's going to hang around like scheduling wise. It made it, that's, that's another reason why they did that. Yeah. But it could lead to maybe, you know, future Monday through Wednesday things in the future. You know, if they realized it worked out well for them, Mickelson putted very well. DJ, we said putted very well. Hint, hint. We're going here on putting. We talk about it quite a bit. Uh, let's get to officially our Western New York PGA tip of the week. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. We're going to talk about putting setup here with Jeff and some things maybe, Jeff, to think about even before you take the club back, the putter that is. Uh, what about your setup when you're putting? What are some keys to being the best you can there? It's funny how easy it is to become a better putter by just checking your setup. Um, First thing I'll say is the grip is almost unimportant when you're putting. Um, you know, I wish I'd have started left hand low or cross handed when I was a kid. You know, I've never adapted to it. I think it's a better way to putt. Uh, but any grip will, will work with putting, you know, as long as it's pretty stable. The thing I see most often is people, uh, their ball position. A lot of times people will get the putter behind the center of their stance. You want that putter to reach its bottom of its arc. So that putter should be in the, at least in the center of your stance, or hopefully slightly forward of center in your stance. Think of the pendulum reaching the bottom of its arc. You want the putter to at least reach the bottom of its arc and then um, be able to swing up slightly or, or being traveling level. The other thing is eye position. So um, how do you see the line is going to be very important, right? Um, if your eyes are directly over the ball or slightly inside the ball, that would be optimum. If your eyes get too far outside the ball, I think that might have been a problem you had once, Brian, where you would get over the ball too much your putter will have like a reverse arc. So it'll look like a U to you. Okay. If you get too far away from the ball, it'll look like a U the opposite way. It'll have a big swinging arc. A lot of that has to do once you're where your eyes are, your, your arms will follow. So your arms need to hang directly under your shoulders. All right. Cause that'll create the, the, the most simple path for you. If your hands are outside your shoulders or your hands are inside your shoulders, when you're set up, you're going to create a little bit of a funky path. So what I would do is I'd put my butt against the wall somewhere, um, get, you know, make a few practice strokes and try to get my eyes either directly over the ball or slightly inside the ball. A way to do that is to take a golf ball, put it on the bridge of your nose between your eyes, set up over the golf ball and let it drop. And wherever that ball lands, that's where your eye position is. And then adjust from there. How that helps is you can see the line better and things look more natural when you're directly over the ball or slightly inside the ball. Uh, and lastly is have a nice, wide, solid base. You don't see very many very narrow stances with putters. You want to have a nice, solid base because you don't want anything to move or wiggle. You want to have a good, solid lower body that's not going to move while you putt. So, so widen out your stance. And like Arnold Palmer used to do, he used to go a little bit pigeon-toed. Make sure your toes aren't flared out. At least have your po toes pointed 90 degrees. That'll stabilize your lower body. So a nice, wide base, ball position slightly forward arms and hands directly under your shoulders, and then check your eye position. And just so you know, there is a slight arc in most putting strokes. There is no such thing as straight back and straight through in the golf swing. So just being aware of that will help you out. And one last tip is when you set up, make sure your hands, the shaft of the putter is at least 90 degrees or leaning forward to the target, preferably leaning forward to the target a little bit because the putters have built-in loft designed on a slight forward press. So if your hands are behind the ball at address, you're going to cause other problems. So if you can address those few things, I can almost guarantee you're going to start hitting the ball better. And every putt's got to hit, be hit solid. Every shot's got to be hit solid, including putts. So those few fundamentals before your golf swing will help your path, your arc, and, and a lot to do with your putting. It'll make it a lot better for you quickly. Okay, good advice there. Western New York PGA, of course, bringing you our tip of the week. We're actually going to speak with Stephen Barkowski, the executive director of the Western New York PGA, next week about some of the fall programs. So if you want to keep going on this great golf season uh, steve will talk about with us uh, that next week you can check out more tips from jeff on our website go to the video section uh, t the number two t2green.golf jeff's got a lot of great uh, tips there for you as well to try to improve your game uh, got about a minute left in this segment here we talked about the 59 how about this alexander hughes 
tying the world record for the lowest round in golf history with a 55. He was 16 under par at South Lakes Golf Course in Jenks, Oklahoma. The Easy other place. Yes. The <laughs> other recorded 55 was by Ryan Gibson at River Oaks Golf Club in Edmond, at Edmond Oklahoma. But uh-huh. uh, Alex Hughes shot a 55. So the PGA Tour lowest score ever is Furyk's 58, which Kevin mentioned, but uh, another 55 up there. So everybody's yeah. shooting low, Kevin. So uh, we're, we're due here to shoot. We're, we're going to shoot in the 50s pretty soon, I think. Shoot in the 50s every time. Then I make the turn, right? Yeah, I'll that's right. Shooting, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take shooting the 60s first, all right? That's right. Let's, let's walk before uh, we run here. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, another incredible score. Good for him. You know what? It, it is, um, you know, we've seen more of them. Uh, you know, the- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 59s, um, you know, but I think the players are better. The players are better. We have better knowledge of the golf swing, too. The equipment's better. There's a lot of reasons for it. Yep. And let's face it, we something that we talk about all the time, whether we like it or we don't like it, people are smashing the ball. Yeah, but so. you still got to get the ball up in the hole. I think the, 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 the emphasis on the short game is where, where it's all at. And I think even the guys who smash a ball are very good uh, around the greens and putting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You're, the stronger you are, the better your short game is typically because strength adds touch to your game. Okay. John Daly was an amazing wedge player. Right? I mean, nobody talked about how good John Daly was around yeah. the game. Uh, we, we've talked a, quite a bit this segment about Dustin Johnson. I know the year he won the U.S. Open, he was number one in proximity to the hole from 150 in. So it shows, you're right, what the, the short game is where the scoring is. The putting is where the scoring is. Speaking of that, a way to improve your game. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Pat Phillips is going to join us next. Uh, we've got Andrew Bennett coming up from Children's Hospital a little bit later in the show, so lots to get to here. Hope you can be with us throughout our entire show today. Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks to Derek Kramer and Joe DiBiase for producing, as always. I'm Brian Colziel. More Tea to Green coming up right after this. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. Welcome back. Tea to Green rolling on here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brian Cooper, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for listening. Coming up in our third segment, we'll be talking about a great event to support Children's Hospital. Andrew Bennett uh, leading up the charge for that, uh, an event going on at Craigburn. We'll get to him coming up in our third segment of the show. But now, this segment, uh, one of our TD Green presenting sponsors, Woods to Wedges, inside the Whirly Golf Dome, and Pat Phillips, the PGA pro from Woods to Wedges, who's uh, been on with us a few times this year. Joining us once again, Pat, good morning. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. Same here as well. Pat, we know uh, in our last conversation uh, earlier in the summer, Woods to Wedges was kind of going through the transition phase of reopening and uh, getting some of the services back going uh, through the COVID year that has been for all of us. Uh, Now we're here in late August, heading into the fall. Uh, How's it been going? And uh, just what are some of the feedback you've been getting from your customers well the business has been uh been booming actually we, we've been busier the last two months than we've been 
uh, any summer that I can remember. Um, I think it's probably because people are a lot more people are golfing. Uh, we have a lot more lessons, a lot more people that are getting back into the game that hadn't been in the game before. And uh, some people are coming back that, that used to play and now they're, they're getting back in too. So there's a lot of lessons. And then a lot of these people are, they need clubs and, uh, and the equipment industry now is, is kind of like, it's getting to the point where it's like the, uh, the weightlifting stuff where you where people were, were trying to buy stuff for the gyms and they couldn't buy anything. Uh, golf equipment is getting to be that way too. It's like uh, we're seeing uh, lead time depth where you do a fitting uh, anywhere up to a month now, you know, uh, some companies are a little bit quicker, but, other companies have uh, have kind of sold out of a lot of their product, you know, and this is this is usually a time of year where things are winding down, but uh, we're not really seeing that right now. And we're wondering how it's going to be in September coming up. And, and, I saw that. Uh, I was going to say, that's, that's a global supply chain issue, right? Um, uh, Material-wise, it's, uh, it's not unique to the golf industry, as you mentioned. This is where they've ordered ahead of time, they've manufactured a product, and then all of a sudden this demand – that wasn't foreseen because of the pandemic, right? Yeah. And and then it can't just snap, make more stuff. Right, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, and at the point where just like Mizuno, they, uh, they're mo they launched, they're launching their new line, the, nine, the JPX 921, they're launching theirs early because they sold out of their, their stuff before. And they were just having a hard time getting it, getting it made, getting it shipped over here. So, I mean, I think all the companies are struggling with that. Yeah, I saw the month of July was the, the highest volume month for gross uh, uh, retail sales since June 2008, right before the, the market crash in 2008. So you guys are doing that. So you say lessons are still going well, though, right? And you're doing a lot of TrackMan fittings and, and things like that over there. Can you tell us uh, how, how it works with the TrackMan for a lesson? Because I, I think a lot of people be interested to, to have a lesson and use the TrackMan to, to get better. Yeah, the, the TrackMan gives you a, a ton of feedback. Um, there's more data on the trackman than you can than you could follow really but once you understand all the numbers and that's what we try to get to, uh, our students to to realize is you know what happens when you're when you're moving a certain way what happens to the club head speed the launch angle uh spin rates all that stuff and 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 we also have video that's attached to the to, to the trackman so you get the face on view and the and and down the line view and uh between the the video and all the info we're good yeah, it's funny when you when you get someone on the track, man, they go, I'm not cutting across that ball. I'm swinging my pass definitely out to the right. And you can give them the empirical data. That track man will show you, hey, you're actually swinging six degrees left. Um, something like that, though, I think is very useful when you're giving a lesson because, you you know, accurate, reliable feedback from that track man makes you a better player, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly does. And as part of the video, uh, the video actually puts like a blue line on the on, on the screen of, of the, way, the path of the club. And it has a red arrow that points where the face is pointing. So you can see that if the path of the club is coming way across from, from you know, over the top in the, or out to in, and the face is pointing the other way, it's gonna be a big old slice, you know? So when they see the, the lines on there, it, it's very helpful and they could, they could really kind of relate to what they're doing. And even though they, they think they're trying to change that, they can't believe that they're still doing the same thing. But that's, that's the difficulty in changing anybody's golf swing. Pat Phillips joining us here on Tee to Green from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Tome. Great place to go, get a lesson, new equipment, even just re-gripping clubs. All three of us have gone there many times for that. We know it's the best spot to go uh, in Western New York. Pat, Bryson DeChambeau has been a big topic on the PGA Tour and uh, the mad scientist with all his numbers and all his analytics. Have you had customers come in and even just talk about, maybe not him himself, but just like that's been a, a big topic for professional golf this year. It's been crunching numbers and, and maxing out everything possible. And obviously all those numbers are sitting there up on the screen uh, when you guys are doing lessons or, or fittings or things like that. Have you guys noticed maybe a little bit more interest in those numbers from people? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the people are, are really into the data these days, you know. Um, and it's very interesting when you, you, you put a different, uh, different club, different brand in their, in their hands. You know, it, you get to the right head that they like, the right shaft that they like, and then the numbers change dramatically, you know. And, uh, you know, every, every, everybody's going to fit into one club or the other. And it's not like brand specific. We've had a lot of people that come up and they'll, they'll say that, 
you know, oh, my buddy's hitting that tailor-made sim irons. He's killing them. And he goes, I want to I get those. And then they can't hit those. You know, maybe they fit into the Callaway or the Mizuno or Titleist or something like that, you know. Um, so it's, it's just amazing when you get all the stuff together and they, they see the data and there's, a, there's always a big difference. You know, there's usually like two out of the five clubs that we give them that, that, that kind of stand out. And, uh, and a, lot of it's, a lot of the technology is in the head that we know and, uh, and the shaft is going to add a little bit to that too. But majority of, of the technology built into the head is what gives the, the player the data that they like to see. Yeah, um, to somebody out there listening right now and, you know, thinking they need a new driver, fairway metals, how, I guess, how frequently should they do it, right? I mean, you have some customers I know uh, that get a new driver every year. They love the latest thing that, that comes out every year. But is it two years, three years? Like, what's the, what's the period of time where, okay, hey, if you haven't got a new driver in this amount of years, you are woefully out of date? Yeah, I, I, it's a tricky one there too. Uh, a, a properly fit club is probably going to be good for a long time. You know, <clears throat> probably three or four years. You know, um, we we found uh, I, I did a fitting for a, for a guy that came in, and he had the Epic driver that was that was a couple years ago, and then he we just I couldn't do anything better than than what he had there. You know, and we had fit him to that too, so it was kind of a, a good sign. So so you know we we did a good job fitting you the first time. And we were able to equal those numbers, but we weren't, we just weren't able to beat those numbers, you know? So that's, you know, the technology, it'll change again and again. Who knows what it's going to be next, but whatever they come up with, you know, comes up with the, you know, this artificial intelligent face that they're, they're, they're doing, you know? So, and that makes the face hotter all over. So there's, there's different technologies that come out. And so right now I think it's probably, you know, three, four years that you could, you, you probably don't need to get fit again. That AI face, by the way, I love it <laughs> with that, with that Maverick. I am smashing it. It is just, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's been a good one for us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I know that um, you've got a, an off season coaching program that is kind of something that you guys are developing or working on or, or doing right now. What, uh, what's that all about, Pat? Yeah, we already, we already have it going on. Um, we have like a three month, a six month, or twelve month program that you can sign up for. Um, basically, what you get out of it is is you get you get two lessons with what either myself or with Dave Petronic uh, per month, and then and then there's up to like eight hours of of practice sessions that you you be on your own in the track. And we show people how to how to navigate through that. So we got a bunch of guys doing that right now, and uh, and they're really loving it because you know once again once you learn how to navigate through all the numbers that TrackMan gives you, it's really the best way to, to make an improvement. And we like it because they're, we know that they're practicing, right? You know, when you give a lesson to somebody, if, if they buy a five pack of lessons and they come back to you week after week and, and they hadn't practiced, you, it's noticeable. You, know, you can see that they, they didn't make any changes. They didn't really do any of the drills that you gave them. But when they, when they come into the coaching program, we see them coming in we're, we're, you know, we're talking to them each time they come in and, and checking on their progress. And so, I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to kind of be a little more engaged with them and we want to kind of hold their hand along the way here. So it really helps when they're, when they're coming in and the guys that are doing it are, are, are really, are really taking advantage of it and, and doing great with it. Last thing, Pat, before we let you go, we know we've, we talk all the time about him wanting to hit it as far as we can and the driver and the numbers. And that's, that's the fun part, but we all know because we've, Everybody listens to T to Green. They listen to Jeff and they listen to Kevin and I all the time that we say the way to improve your score the fastest is with a short game. I know the Sam Putt Lab is also something that uh, people can come in and work with and uh, whether get a new putter, make sure they have the right putter and get one fit for their game. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely correct. I mean, we, we preach that all the time. There's not enough uh, putter fittings going on. Um, it is the most important club bag. You know, it's the great equalizer for, for any for any golf course. And nobody has an advantage. The pros don't have an advantage over anybody with the putter. But you definitely can, if, if we get them, they'll, they'll learn that the style that they have putting, whether they're like a, a slight arc, a strong arc player. And and that's a big difference, you know, because there's a face balance putter, which is, is good for somebody. And then there's a toe hang putter, which is good for another person. And then we get the right length putter, 
and the right lie and loft. I mean, there's, there's a lot to it. It's, it's kind of like the track, man. You get, it shows you launch angle. It shows you how, how you're aiming the putter and it shows you the path that you're taking. So all those things are, are really extremely important in putting if we want to get the ball rolling at the hole. And on your best day, you're putting twice as many times as you're hitting your driver, aren't you? Yeah, if you have a 28-day putt, 28 putts in a day, that's really good. You're only hitting your driver 14 times. I, I agree. I think people need to spend more time working on their putting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember when I did it uh, a few years ago, even just the, the initial fitting, my eyes were too far over the ball, which I guess I was told, Pat, they said most people stand actually not close enough to the ball. And I, they said I was actually the other way. But – Either way, not correct, but that's just something right away. Like, I didn't think about, like, you know, oh, I'm too far over or too far back. Like, that's something you can see right away. Yeah, and there's you know, there's different – like, if you're right over the ball, right, your eyes right on the ball, you, you're kind of a guy that, that's probably taking the, the club straight back and straight through sort of way. But we know nothing ever goes straight back and straight through, but that's the slightest arc is if you're right over the ball. A lot of guys that have the toe hang putter, They'll, they'll be back a little bit, you know, a couple inches away from it. So they, well, they release the part a little bit more. So obviously if you're the further away you are from the ball, the more, uh, the more of a opening and closing you're going to have with the putter. So th that's the style. That's, those are the kinds of things that we, we look at. And a lot of times when somebody is like, you're different than a lot of people, most people are standing too far away. And a lot of people have, have the putter is too long, right? So if the putter is too long for them. They're moving away from the ball a little bit and they're not seeing the line properly. And you know, a lot of times when they're doing that, we see a lot of people, right-handed golfers especially, are aiming left of, of the target most of the time. Excellent. Woods to Wedges Buffalo is the website. Woods to Wedges Buffalo.com, I should say. Yes, we all know that, right? Throw .com on there. Uh, hey, .golf. We're not the tdgreen.golf, so not everybody. That's yeah. right. We're .golf. That's right. So Woods to Wedges Buffalo.com is the website. That's right. And Pat, you um, said – I just, I, I just I forgot yeah. about the uh, – uh, we also have, you know, if, if somebody doesn't want to get into the coaching program, maybe somebody has their own coach already. We do have uh, sessions that we, we run out the track, man, on an hourly basis. So if somebody wanted to just come and practice, say they have their own coach and working with someone else, that's fine too. But they can, they can come in and, and for the hour they can, they can rent the, the track, man, and we'll show them how to get the numbers from that too. Awesome. Great idea. People are loving the numbers and uh, everybody is – into getting the latest equipment right now and playing golf. So, uh, Pat, we're glad that everything's going well over at Woods to Wedges. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges, one of our great presenting sponsors here and supporters of Tee to Green. When we come back, we'll talk about a 100 holes of golf event coming up to benefit Children's Hospital when we roll on here on Tee to Green with PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel. More Tee to Green coming up right after this on WGR. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned, more Tea to Green coming up. And we're back on Tea to Green final segment. Want to remind you that portions of Tea to Green are brought to you by our friends at Scroy Financial, the locally family owned financial planning firm. They've been helping Western New Yorkers achieve their financial goals since 1971. 674 6700. Call them for a free consultation, a one hour consultation about your finances. Go to the website, scroyfinancial.com. Scroy is spelled S G R O I financial.com. You know, there's some great institutions in our area that need financial help, and Oshai's Children's Hospital is one of them. And there is a group of golfers that on September 8th will be heading to Craigburn to do the 100 holes of golf. And here to tell us more about it is Andrew Bennett from the Oshai Children's Hospital Foundation. Andrew, thanks for being with us. Hey, Calvin. Glad to be here. You know, I, um, I am going to caddy at this event for a little while for uh, Matt Vukalik, one of the golfers that's going to participate but so tell me what i'm getting into and carrying a bag here what's what's going to be happening well the good news is is you won't have to carry a bag you get to drive the cart um and perfect and really <laughs> yes it's uh it's not the the traditional caddy um you know carry the bag type of thing it's really intended if you're <clears throat> if you do caddy that you're you're keeping play moving and and those of us playing just basically have to hit the ball and, and keep on keep on going. Um, you know, with with it being in September and the daylight being a little bit shorter than the summertime, we want to get get out and around as as fast as we can. 
many participants Andrew, you got this week and for that event, Andrew? We've got 14. 14. Sweet. Excellent. Andrew, is this, is this um, for those that don't know anything about the event, is this the first year you guys have organized this? Is this something that you've been doing for you for uh, a few years, or how, how did it come about? It, it is. It is the first time. Um, and there's a, a combination of things that kind of brought this on. Um, I, I think it really started with uh, our annual golf tournament, uh, which has been going on for, I think this is the 40, uh, 41st year. Um, we usually have a, a, a big sort of, informal fun gala type of event the night before the, the tournament and um, needless to say with everything going on we, we weren't gonna be able to do that and that that night usually raises between 40 and fifty thousand dollars which is you know helps helps the total raise for the tournament and uh, Jamie Miller who's been been very involved with us the last few years from the tournament side um, this year is, is co-chair of the event um, he and I were talking about you know, could we could we do something in place of Sunday night to to make up some of that revenue? And you know, we've been in this creative mode the past what almost five months, six months now of how do we do things differently? As any nonprofit is is has had to struggle with and um, kind of reimagine uh, our events. And this, you know, having known this this type of event, um, uh, you know, has occurred at other other courses for other causes, and maybe this is a kind of an easy way to, to make up some of that revenue. So um, we looked at Craigburn because number one, Jamie is a member there, but we have many board members for the foundation who are also members there, including Kevin, uh, Matt Buklik, um, Dave Schutte, John Atarius, and, and, and others who are incredibly active for us in the community and great advocates and volunteer leaders. And so we went to them first and said, would you be, willing to do this and and then the the, the board of directors at Craigburn got behind it they're they're actually closing the course down that day and it's it's um september 8th is is oshai children's hospital day at Craigburn. so um you know for, for any any club members or board members listening i i would i would just again say the most incredible thanks from us at, at the hospital and the foundation um that was not expected and, and is just a such a wonderful sign of generosity to us um, so all that said, um, you know, it, it, it really took off with the members getting behind it and, um, and, uh, we're, we're going to have a, a fun and very long day on September 8th. Can people, uh, listening, if they want to donate to an individual golfer for this event, can they do that? How do they do that? Best, best way to do that is to go to our Facebook page, um, the Children's Hospital of Buffalo Foundation. Um, we, we're, we keep recycling the link, uh, the GoFundMe link for the event. Um, as of this morning, we are at, uh, 49,600 and, uh, our goal, um, probably a little bit conservative, I would say, uh, was 50,000, but having done, having not done this before and not knowing how it would be, uh, received, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to hit, but we want to keep going. We want to get this number as, as high as we can go. So it's already been successful. Um, but you know, we could, we could blow that number out of the water, which was, would be, would be wonderful. Andrew, are you participating or are you working that day? I am participating. <laughs> have you done a hundred holes before? I have not. I've played, uh, I've played 18 a few times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll see. I've got a couple caddies lined up and, and I, I, uh, I made sure we were going to play the blue tees, not the golds, and we'll play all the grass as a lateral hazard. And um, we've got some golf balls being donated. Donald Ross Sportswear is donating um, the apparel. So big shout out to John Bowen for that and his support. Uh, he's also playing. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. But I'm, Make I'm sure excited. you a hundred holes at Craigburn. You might need a few golf balls. So uh, yes. especially if you yes. haven't played much, so load up. That's my tip for you. <laughs> yes, we, we, were, we were joking at our first planning meeting saying maybe 100 balls for 100 holes. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, it could Probably be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jeff, what's the, uh, what's the advice for Craig Byrne for, for those participants that maybe don't know it that well? You know, Craig Byrne's one of the greatest golf courses around and my favorite place to play. And I've been fortunate to play in this pro-am many times. It's, it's the finest pro-am run in Western New York, especially for PGA professionals. Raises a ton of money, but if you're playing Craig Byrne, you, you just keep it in play off the tee. You know, uh, 
if you're driving it poorly, go down to club like we talked last week, hit three wood. If you can't get the three wood in the fairway, get the hybrid, get that in the fairway. But get the ball between the heather there, and uh, and that's it's a great golf course, and, and it'll be a fun day no matter what you do. Um, it's That's a lot of golf, though. You'll be tired. Stay hydrated and uh, just, uh, yeah. Jamie did this once already this year, didn't he? He's done 100 he, holes already this year. He so did, that's, yeah. Good for him. Not at Wanaka, but they got they got a ton of rain, unfortunately. It was a big, it was a bummer. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck. It's September 8th at Craigburn. Uh, Andrew Bennett here, uh, one of the organizers from Children's Hospital, getting 100 holes of golf going. Uh, one thing that we talk about so many times on the show, Andrew, is just how Western New York just comes together with charitable events, whether it's through golf or other venues. And uh, here's just another great example. So it looks like you're not only on your way to meeting your goal, but uh, exceeding that. So good luck. And uh, again, watch it. Just throw out the information one more time if people want to donate. Sure. So our, our actually our our, um, our new website is for och.org. That's f o r o c h.org, and that has all this information plus some 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 of our um, the great stories from our, our champion kiddos at the hospital and their families, and and a little bit about what you know what we we do to support the hospital and, and the incredible work the hospital does every day, uh, and our Facebook page, the Children's Hospital of Buffalo Foundation. Excellent. You can search for that. Thank you, guys. Yes. Good luck again. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Doing Thank you much. Appreciate it. Doing great work. Okay, that puts a wrap on this week's Tee to Green. We'll be back next week. Tour Championship, the final week of the playoffs. We'll be uh, obviously talking a lot about that. For PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. I thank you for listening. Tee to Green every Saturday right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.